Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what a very good morning all. Good morning, Hills. Good Penny. How you going, mate? Uh, not too bad. How are you, everyone? Slightly traumatic day yesterday, but yes. got through it. <laughs> oh, I suppose you've got to talk them through it in case they see the Calais around town. What happened? Well, the Calais front and back is Ooh. a bit of a mess. Yes. Uh, was out doing my little thing with the uh, Gallipoli Medical Research Foundation, who uh, I've been working with for a oh, stack of years now. They uh, do wonderful work in the veteran space. And uh, my dearly departed dad um, obviously was a vet. And uh, when they came calling a long time ago, I sort of hitched, my, hitched myself to their wagon, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and, nice. Uh, and then you weren't concentrating? No, I was more than happy just oh. in a lineup as I was, I was leaving and I got hit from behind and pushed on the front. So the, the mighty Calais is uh, bearing damage front mm. and back. It's drivable, but uh, not to be uh, not to be repaired for a while because there must be quite a few people having accidents around Brisbane. Mm. Are you happy are You happy with its um, durability, the Calais? Did it hold up all right? Well, well I think so. The grill's gone. Because our cars are quite plastic these days, aren't no, they? No, no, yeah. Yeah, we'll see the steel gone. Pop out things and that. Yeah. Anyway, we survived and we're going okay. I'm keeping an eye on the surfing this morning as I do, but uh, the alarming sights healed from Nagpur. The Aussies on their hands and knees overlooking at the wicket. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. do you make of that? Well, they've just got to, you know, not worry and not stress about what might happen with the wicket. That's the wicket. Mm. Uh, all the other people outside them will, you know, Create contentious comments and all that sort of stuff, speculation on what's mm. might what might going to happen, who it's going to suit. You've just got to play on that. So get into it. Yeah, well, it's Test Eve, as we know, and I've, this has been one of the most anticipated Test series in in such a long time. We're we're heading for a, just a brilliant few months for those lovers of Test cricket with the the four Tests there and then the full Ashes tour of England. But Steve Smith uh, was asked yesterday about the the Nagpur pitch, and this was the reacts. Pretty dry, uh, particularly one end um, that I think will uh, take a bit of spin, um, particularly the left arm spinners spinning it back into our left handers. Um, there's a section there that's quite dry. Other than that, I, I can't really get a good gauge on it. I'm not sure. I don't think there'll be a heap of bounce in the wicket. I think it'll be quite, for the seamers, quite skiddy um, and maybe a bit of up and down movement as the game goes on. Um, the cracks felt uh, quite loose. Um, so, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> He's given us a one-minute rundown on everything on the wicket, and then he says, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, so, yeah, got a, got a bat on that somehow, and make the most of it when you are bowling. Them. We're going to hear a lot more from Steve Smith. After 6.30 news, Barat has uh, spoken with him, and he's got a, an extended interview with the former Australian captain. Uh, so we... Uh, we'll listen to that with uh, with great anticipation. We'll also have a chat to John Buchanan yep. this morning. Uh, a coach extraordinaire had an unbelievable record with a, a mighty Australian team, and uh, he was uh, the, he was coach of that 2004 Tour Heels when we finally beat India for the first time in nearly four decades. Yeah, without Ponting mm-hmm. as the captain, throws Gilly in, gets gets him going, doesn't pick Warney. I, I've got to remember why Warney didn't play the last Test that year. 
So uh, I'll be talking to Buck about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm happy with the sentiment of India. India want these wickets to turn. Yeah. I'm happy with that uh, because that is their specialty, yeah. uh, bowling it and batting against it. So they'll back themselves on spinning wickets, but not wildly spinning wickets on day one, you know, too early. It still needs to have a, a longevity about it, a five-day match. So it can't be ridiculous like it has in the past one or two times in each series. 2016-17 was one of these where, the, you know, 100 played 100 in test match second innings. Yeah. And, you know, I'd, I'd like a, a little bit more... Advantage, not advantage, uh, bat, batting in the contest. Well, we already knew about Stark and Hazelwood, but it seems the news is uh, not getting any better for the Australians. Steve Smith basically confirming that Cam Green won't yes. play. I don't think he's even faced fast bowlers yet, so I dare say he won't be playing. But um, unless he pulls up really well tomorrow or something, uh, I don't even know what he's done today. I was sort of focusing on my work. So, um, yeah, we'll wait and see, but it, it's, uh, it's unlikely, I think. Mm. And they're, they're tightening up. They're not saying we're going to pick Green because he, obviously because he hasn't batted much. No, we didn't know that. Even Adam Gilchrist said this is a type of group that will trust Green in that batting position at number six because he's had it for a couple of years. But it doesn't look likely. So is it Renshaw or Hanscom? And I think that'll come down to do we want a right-hander or a left-hander? Because both men have uh, learnt, earned their uh, position mm. in that team if we ever needed someone. And if... Renshaw plays. There's four left-handers in the top six. If Hanscom uh, plays, we might have a bit of balance in between plenty of left-handers like Travis Head and Alex Carey. So well, it just remains to be seen what they want. But, you know, India are talking four spinners. That'll probably mean they play one quick. And, and they know how to do that. They've played mm. heaps of school and junior cricket like that and Ranji Trophy. And it's not new. Right? In, I, because I then... Th- thought back to my debut in 1988 against Pakistan. Um, the the bowlers were Madassa Nazar, who could bowl about as fast as you, Paddy, mm-hmm. um, and Amir Malik, right, just marginally slower than that, <laughs> right? So they'd bowl four and five overs right. and get the sp- shine off the ball. Mm-hmm. And then Abdul Qadir, uh, Iqbal, Kasim, and Torsif. I don't even know if Torsif's first name these days. Um I think it's Iqbal Torsif too. Um, and they just bowled all day, mm-hmm. right? And probably a fourth one. I couldn't remember a fourth one without looking it up. So, so this is not new. This, this is what you come up against uh, regularly. So you've got to, got to put it away and play against it. Well, we give them Gabba and Perth. Yeah, when they two are here. Yeah, that's the way we like to play cricket, don't we, Australians? That you know, bounce and pace, mm. and they they like playing this way. So as long as it's, you know, not not. Not wildly raging spin on day one and and uneven bounce on day one. I'm very happy to go along with um, their their way of of uh, suiting their strengths. Hey, while we're on the cricket, and we'd love to hear from you today. There's so much to talk about uh, cricket wise because, as I said, this series is so anticipated. The text line oh four six seven seven three six seven three six or that Brighton Homes open line. 131355 Brighton of course locking in your price until 2024 how important is that given the uh, the goings on of the reserve bank of the last 24 hours or so uh, gives you the confidence to build your dream home today and uh, while we talk cricket coach John Buchanan as i said uh, with us a little later on in the show no surprise yesterday uh, Aaron Finch announces uh, his retirement 
And uh, he spoke about just weighing up how he was going to go through this process. Yeah, it was, to be honest. Um, I, I said I wanted to give, since the World Cup, I wanted to give enough time, um, play through the big bash and, and reflect on everything and, and see where I where I sat then. And um, that's definitely the right time. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to the next stage, which is a little bit more home time and um, being able to, to sit back and watch the Australian cricket team. And... Yeah, white ball king, 103 T20s, 146 ODIs, only five tests. Uh, he's named his captaincy candidates heels, Steve Smith and Glenn Maxwell, or left fielder Ashton Turner, Travis Head. Uh, so, you know, he, he, he gave quite a few options yes. uh, as the man to take over, and he wanted to give them plenty of time. We don't play any T20s until August, and, of course, the build-up is then on to the 2024 World Cup. Mm, we don't play many T20s, does it? Mm. And he's got 103 out. <laughs> That's a great effort. Mm. Um, so he retires as a modern-style cricketer, who mastered our white ball formats without the red. You know, he was capable of both, but it just didn't happen for him. Uh, he played all around the world in franchise tournaments and was excellent. He steadied Australia in the 50-over and T20 international stages of the world and finally triumphed not so many years ago with the World T20 Championship. His team absolutely love him, and his support of Australian cricket's been significant over the years as well, i.e. he still wants to play the Big Bash next year. He can be well proud of his time at the wicket for our country. Yeah, I agree. And uh, he spoke also on, on what he'll miss most. Oh, the change room. The, the, I think everybody says it. The, the playing, the feeling you get when you walk onto the field is pretty incredible. Um, as a batsman, when you walk out and mark centre for, for your first ball, that's, that's a feeling that that can't be replicated when you're playing for Australia. Um, but the change rooms, the banter, travelling with guys. I mean, I've known Davey, Uzi, these guys since I was 15, 14 or 15. Um, and Davey sent me a, a beautiful text last night. He showed his emotional side. And that was um, that was really touching, actually, to to go through with, with a pretty similar bunch of guys for, for the best part of 10 years now is pretty incredible. So I'll definitely miss all of that. Yeah, I reckon that white ball change room is more fun than a red ball one. <laughs> you, you know, there's less grind, there's less yeah. repetition. You, you're not there for seven days. You're in and out of places uh, and having a lot of success. It, it's a grind and it's very stressful if you're not going very well. But these guys did really well with Finchie and the team. He, he's always loved Warner. Yeah. Hey, did you see Pete Bedell's stuff today on the Corey Mail? Not yet. Uh, I haven't had time, mate. I'm... Worrying inside about, back, worrying about your car. Inside back page. Oh, I've gone past that. Hmm. What happened? <laughs> well, he was. He, we had oh, him on the show yesterday. Yeah. Remember, he was looking for yeah, six thousand okay. accredited journos. And he he talked us. You know, there was a little breakout piece talking us through the process of how they handled. You know, the interviews with the Philly Eagles and all that. So it, it was just. Uh, it was fantastic. Yes. It was really good to watch. And um, yeah, he had he had a little sit down with Jordan Mylata and. Malata was was one of the stars of the show yesterday. I can only imagine what's going through their heads, man. They're watching this themselves, I don't even know, in the womb, if it was possible. It's, it's just amazing. It's awesome to have uh, the sport of Australia. I'll cherish this relationship with these group of guys forever. Um, and it all just starts with the coaching, dude. It starts with the coaching and it trickled down to the players. God, you'd have to say the identification process. That's where it started. Go looking around the world for big fellas. Mm. And uh, that, that's and now he's been well taught, good enough to and big enough to make the the biggest league 
and then well coached from then on. Imagine the first playbooks he got. Mm. <laughs> Just trying to understand. He, he said, what is this, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the parts, a piece of advice he gave to kids, he said, don't have a plan B. He said, be prepared to fall forward, not fall backwards. Right, eh? Um, well, that's a plan. That's yeah, well, plan that's, that's plan A. Mm. He said, just you know, that fall forwards, just keep going. And yeah, yeah, right. I mean, you imagine coming in a kid to at South Sydney who copped a few knocks and said, oh, you know, we'll give you ten grand to come and play reserve grade for us and things like that. And then all of a sudden, he's presented where? Yeah, with a playbook over there, and you you look after the quarterback and say, who's that? You know? well, <laughs> he's heroes growing up, of course, in Bankstown and Sonny Bill Williams and uh, Benji Marshall. Mm. So that that was great, and I'd take great pride in that. Hey, we're going to talk plenty of rugby league today as well. You know, obviously this $100,000 preseason challenge is about to kick off. Uh, teams named, and, and I think because of a bit of cash on the line and, uh, you know, new faces in teams, they wanted to see who uh, who was best for position. So uh, with Corey Pakes has won the initial battle for the hooker position over Billy Walters. Corey Pakes will start on uh, Sunday night's trial against the Titans for the Bronx. But uh, we'll have a chat to John Cartwright, uh, Broncos assistant down there to Kevy. Uh, we'll also have a chat to Dolphin CEO Terry Reader. It sort of gets real for them at the weekend.